What is one of the most effective ways to bring customers to your shop in the long term? It's SEO or search engine optimization, and it is a vastly underutilized technique that can make all the difference to the success of your business. This month, we're talking about all things SEO, and today we're going to explain exactly what it is, how it works, why it matters, and give you some tips for getting started and making sure that you're doing your SEO right. This is episode 69 of the Business of Making podcast. Let's get started. Do you want to make it as a maker? This is the Business of Making podcast with your hosts, Michaela Denvers, Deb Engelmeyer, and Jess Van Den. We know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work. We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work. Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what it really takes to make a creative business a success. podcast is brought to you by the Business of Making's Email Marketing for Makers Workshop Bundle, the ultimate guide for starting, growing and making sales from your email list. Let us give it to you straight. Email marketing works. It's essential to growing a successful handmade business online. If you've never got your email marketing groove on, it can be overwhelming and complicated. Never fear though, we've outlined everything you need to know so you can harness the power of email marketing to grow your business. No more I'll get it done one day excuses. This three-part workshop series has been designed with you in mind, the maker, the creator, the risk taker. Each workshop is actionable and fluff-free. With dwindling organic reach on social media, you can't afford to let email marketing pass you by. It doesn't have to be overwhelming and just another thing you have to action. It can and should be a profitable marketing strategy. Get instant access to our no BS email marketing workshop now. Visit thebusinessofmaking.com slash workshops to change your business today. G'day everyone, Jess here. Welcome back to the Business of Making podcast. And this is an exciting month. Well, I think it's exciting and so do the others probably because we're all nerds, but uh, it's a very, very important month. We're going to be talking about SEO, otherwise known as search engine optimization. We have a lot to teach you about this. And if you don't even know what that is, you're in the right place because that's what this episode is all about, telling you what the hell it is. So I'm here with Deb. Hello. And Mick. Bonjour. <laughs> oh, they're messing with you. Love it. Uh, and that is exactly what we're going to be talking about today. I feel like I need to work out how to say hello in multiple different languages and start doing that. Um, but first of all, I want to give a shout out to one of our Platinum patrons, our very most special people. Uh, our Platinum patrons also get a, a members-only episode every month now. This is something new we've started this year. So they're going to get a very in-depth episode on keywords uh, that's coming to you, our dear patrons, Platinum patrons. And one of those people is Tracy Henwood of Knit, Spin, Weave, which is a yarn shop and studio for social gatherings, individual lessons and classes. And they have a wide range of yarns, will suit all budgets, and it's a great place for creative spirits. So, and it is an Australian organization slash business, which is lovely. Um, so I just want to say a big thank you 
to you, Tracy, for being one of our platinum patrons. And um, yeah, it's in uh, South Australia, by the way, in Clare, for those of you who might be in that vicinity and like to check it out. So thank you so much, Tracy, for supporting Thanks, Tracy. the show. Thank you. We couldn't do it without you and the support of all of our other patrons. Uh, we deliberately keep this podcast ad-free. So we just, so we really do rely on the support of you, our listeners, uh, to keep the show going. So, okay, let's dive in to today's information, which is, yes, SEO. Mm. It's one of those topics that I think people kind of bulk at because it seems like it's going to be terrifyingly complex and yeah. it can be, but it can also be pretty straightforward uh, if you know the basics. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is what the hell is it and what do you really need to know, like the absolute basics of what SEO is and how does it work. That's what this episode is all about. If you want to know more about the difference between Etsy SEO, Google SEO, and Pinterest SEO, etc., that's what the next episode is going to be about. So don't miss that. So can one of you tell me what exactly is SEO? That Deb's pointing to me. I was going to point to Deb. <laughs> Fun. I was like, can I drink more coffee before I make a full sentence? <laughs> what is SEO? What does it stand for? So we're kind of just talking about the process of getting free traffic to your website and we're not just talking about the quantity of people coming traffic generally that's what people sort of think about they think I need numbers I need numbers I need traffic but also the quality of that traffic and SEO has a really really big role in determining how quality those people are what do we mean by quality Deb people who are more likely to buy your product yes <laughs> those people the more right not people. anyone the on right the internet people. the right people yeah because yeah. you know if you're sort of uh just advertising to everyone under the under the moon under the moon oh, today's episode is going to be a bit weird people sorry um <laughs> if you're advertising to everybody say you're doing uh products for dogs you're doing dog collars let's just say that's your product that you're making and you just say everyone come to my store and you get traffic that is uh, 45-year-old males who are only interested in NRL football. That's Australian football. Those and hate dog and they and only they like cats. And they only like cats. <laughs> like they're not going to buy your stuff. So even though you have that traffic, you're like, yes, I have visitors. It's like it's mm. a moot point. They're not going to buy it. So they're not quality people for your products. I just want to make a quick interjection. This is sort of off topic, but a nice way to know if you're getting quality traffic is your conversion rate. So that means the percentage of the people visiting your site that are actually buying from you. If it's relatively high, that's a pretty good sign that you're doing all of this right and you're getting the right sort of traffic to your site. Yeah. Um, yeah. So did we mention organic search results versus uh, organic search results versus paid such results because I think a lot of people get this idea that oh I have to pay to play yeah yeah that's a good point I think there's actually there's one thing we need to make clear is SEO stands for search engine optimization oh, yeah. I don't what think is SEO sorry that. that was my I did say the beginning okay, I think. <laughs> and you and you might um, hear me say search engine because I'm French and I like to say it like that so, so she's not saying <laughs> vagina this is a okay. possibility <laughs> That's so not what I'm saying. It's a possibility that maybe my accent will come strong in those episodes coming up. But yeah, so this is what it means. And so what it means is optimizing to be searched in what you're going to say, just organic search results and yes. not the paid search mm -hmm. results. Yeah, because 
paid search results, um, I'm just pulling out some stats from Moz here, which is a social media, uh, sorry, search engine optimization company. Uh, in the US, only 2.8% of people click on paid ads. So 20 times more traffic is coming from organic search. So that's where you want to be. Like, sure, you might want to pay for Google ads and experiment with that or ads on Etsy or wherever else it is. But the real money is in getting highly ranked in organic search results because that's what most people are doing because we're all smart. Like we know when we're looking at some search results, if something's an ad or not, generally speaking. And we usually try to avoid the, well, I don't know about you guys, but I usually try to avoid the ad because I'm like, no, I want the real deal. I want, I sometimes, it depends I want on the, the company. one that's ranking organically. I also, you know, when they, if you, <laughs> you, you click on the ads if you don't like them. Is that yes, what you do? To make some money. But to... if I like them and then there's the ad and then straight underneath on Google, there's another, just a link that's not an ad. I'm like, I'll click on mm. that if I like their company. So I'm like, I'll, I'll still visit you, but it won't cost you. That money. is so evil. <laughs> I love that I knew what you were going to say because I thought about doing the same thing, although I don't do it. But I, I it's, it's no, well, I, um, I must preface yeah. that I don't actually click on ads of companies I don't like because I don't want to go to their site. So they just don't get my traffic exactly. at all. But you know, <laughs> so that is that's organic traffic is really, really important. Um, and I, there's a, a point that I really want to make here because so many people in our industry focus on social media, social media, getting my, you know, Social media is where I'm going to get my customers. You can. But me personally, I get 95% of my business, my jewelry business is literally from search. That, that is where my customers are coming from because I've done the work. Now, why, why does this matter and why is this so powerful? The thing you need to remember about, you know, optimizing for ranking and search results. I'm going to talk about what ranking and all these other words mean in a minute. Why does it matter? Because it works over time. If you do the work and you rank well for the keyword that people are using to search, not only will that keep bringing you traffic over time, it can even keep, it can even bring you more and more traffic over time if you keep ranking higher and higher for that particular keyword. It's like a snowball effect. You'll get more and more traffic for it. Versus social media posts and advertising, which have a very limited life cycle. So advertising will only send you people as long as you're paying for it and social media, like an hour, I don't know, like it's such a short period of time where people are going to see your post and react to it, which is why you need to keep continually posting mm. over and over mm. and over again. So you need to keep it's working and working and working. Whereas if you do social, yeah, mm. very. But if you do search engine optimization right, you do it once, maybe you check on it every year or two. It's like products and updating and things. But basically you do it once and then it just keeps sending you traffic mm. forever without any extra work. This is why yeah. it is so important to do this right. And I think it is such an important point because it taps into a bit of a mindset shift that you have to make as well when you start a business is that I think a lot of people skip SEO because it can feel overwhelming first, which is why we're doing this series. And also it's pretty obvious that you're not going to get results mm. straight away tomorrow. And so I think there's something in people's mind that go, well, a lot of work and no results tomorrow. Thank you. But I'll just sign up for Facebook or Instagram instead because I feel like this is more mm. like a short-term strategy. Mm. But, you know, thinking about your business long-term, like this is what we're about in this podcast, like we all agree that we're here to have a sustainable long-term business. Um, this is a really, really important strategy. And I think most people with successful businesses will tell you they didn't really realize the impact on SEO until it crept up in their stats slowly. And then one day you look at your stats and you're like, oh my God, like 
all that traffic is coming from Google or all that traffic is coming from, you know, Pinterest SEO or Etsy SEO and it builds slowly over time, but then suddenly it's a very reliable source of quality traffic. Hmm. So yeah, very, very important point. Don't put it to the side thinking this is boring and I don't have to do it because it makes a big, big difference long-term. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's so true. And I think people do tend to not think about it and then sort of or just put it off for too long and then they need some sort of promotion short term and it's too late to do the SEO in the lead up. So then they do just revert to paid ads and possibly they don't work because maybe they haven't researched how to do that properly either. (laughs) But um, yeah, it's kind of it's the thing that people just put off and it's so simple to just kind of start it when you start and then keep doing it and Yeah, and we're going to help you wrap your head around how to do that. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, just in general, what are the places that use search? You know, think Google, obviously, any search engine that you're using. Yeah, Bing, Yahoo, yeah, uh, DuckDuckGo, you know. Yeah. Uh, Etsy uses Etsy, yeah. a search algorithm. I think they actually have a search AI now, so it's an artificial intelligence, <laughs> so it learns as it goes. Uh, Pinterest is a huge Pinterest, search engine. Yeah. People don't often think about that one necessarily as a search engine. Massive um, though. Yeah. Now, they all work. YouTube? YouTube is a very big search engine. I mean, it's basically yeah. Google with yeah. videos. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they own it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's a really good point. Um, Pinterest, I guess, works a little bit differently. And then we've got things like Instagram, which aren't really search engines because they have a different system. Like they use hashtags, which is different. But we're going to talk about um, that sort of stuff in a future episode. So I won't go too in depth onto that. Basically the main thing you need to know is if you're, especially if you have your own website, you need to make sure that it is, um, search engine set, like it's optimized and set up to be, um, searchable. So these days that's really easy. If you use any of the major platforms, they basically do this for you. Like it's, well, it's all good. Mainly, I, I would just put a caveat in here because so many of my students at uni last year wanted to do their bloody portfolios on Wix. And I was like, no, because Wix is not uh, very good for SEO. They are better than they used to be. But so like a, a couple of these big platforms for website builders are not great. So maybe do a little bit of research mm. around those before you dive in if you are just setting up your website for the mm. first time. See, that's interesting. I'll look yeah. into that because in my off time, you know, when I love to know about <laughs> SEO, uh, I was like, like I have time to look into that right now. But no, but on the weekend maybe um, because I've heard Wix has made some really big changes, changes and yeah. I have seen mm. it everywhere, but I don't know if they've touched on that SEO thing. Mm. It's, it's not to say that you can't rank on a search engine and be found if you use Wix, but it used to be a little bit more you had to do how to make that happen. Mm. Like you had to know how to make that happen. Yeah. I don't and know I if think, they make um, changes or not. Weebly is kind of similar too. So, and they're yeah. very big. Shopify, I think, is pretty good. I think Shopify is, Shopify is great. Good, yeah. Uh, WordPress, you use WordPress. WordPress, great too. Uh, you can use uh, the Yoast plugin on WordPress. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we're going to talk about that in another episode as well to help you check your search ranking. Um, Etsy, obviously, are very good at this. Most of you who have an Etsy shop and your own website will probably find your Etsy shop ranked above your website uh, because they have. The, they have the pulling power basically uh, to get that stuff higher uh, on search. So not always, but sometimes. Um, so yeah, those are all sort of, uh, you have to make sure you're, yeah, you're using a platform because what has to happen, let's just use Google as an example. They have these little bots, they call them or spiders that go in and crawl around your website. I don't know why they use that analogy. It sounds so creepy. 
Yeah, yes. it's because people that invented that technology were nerds and they were like, oh, yeah, crawling, that sounds great. We're going to go with it. So they crawl around your website, usually within the first 30 days. So it takes, can it take up to 30 days when you launch your website? They crawl around and then they go, okay, well, here's all the different pages that are on this website. Then they index them. So they put them in some sort of order, some sort of structure. If you've ever seen a site, a site that has like a sitemap on it, that used to be something people did in the old days, like have a sitemap to help Google organize and index their site properly. Um, and then they rank you each page on your site. So, you know, you've got, and this goes for blog posts as well. A blog post is treated like a page, okay? So then Google or whatever will rank that page and that's your products as well. If you have product listings, they're also a page, it's all the same. And that will be ranked depending on a whole bunch of parameters that we're gonna discuss in next, the next episode. And that will affect where you sit in search ranking. So that's the basic structure of what's happening and what you need to be aware of. So when it comes to the process of ranking well in search, there are two things you need to be aware of as well. Number one, you need to know who your customer is and know what they're looking for, i.e. what they're typing into the search bar to find you. And two, you need to understand the... Um, the search system on the platform you are trying to be found on. So for example, the algorithm for Google is a little bit different to the search algorithm on Etsy. So if you want to rank well in both places, you need to understand the differences between how they rank their, um, what they're finding on their site. So the you know, listing on Etsy or product elsewhere, you need to understand the differences and make sure that you're appealing to both of those things. If you want to rank well. And I know that sounds kind of fluffy for now, but we are going to break that down for you in the next episode. Yeah. So something I, I want to touch on is like, because I was thinking about when you were saying crawling, indexing and all, it's like it used to be so easy to cheat the system. Like <laughs> I remember, and this is, I, I remember, I'm not like, you know, 90 year old and like, I remember like this moves so quickly. You're such a baby. Started, I'm such a baby. No, I'm not a baby. I'm a, meant to be, you I'm a young woman. <laughs> you are. Um, yeah. You're I mean, a brilliant I'm young woman. I wish I was your, smart as you when I was your age. <laughs> you were ahead of me. <laughs> In the scheme of things. What? Yeah, we're if pretty much, yeah. Uh, in a decade, you're the same age. Yeah, all right. No. <laughs> anyway, I'm the baby here. I'm 30, you guys, so that makes me a baby. That makes me a millennial, but we're all millennials here. Anyway, why was I saying that? When I started working as a, a consultant, like business marketing consultant, a big chunk of my first few jobs were actually Google SEO. And these were like different days. Like it was smart, sure, but it w there was way to outsmart the algorithm or to find ways to make sure that Google was going to pick you. And that's where keyword stuffing was happening a lot, where you were just like, if I put all these words in headings on my page and on my site and my URL, Google is going to think that I'm the most important, you know, whatever, silver uh, ring seller in the world. And so they'll mm -hmm. show my results. And there's all these things about like uh, making sure, and we'll talk about the links, I'm sure soon as well, getting heaps of links to your site on wherever on the internet so that Google will think your website was super important. And this is all like, if you ever come across strategies like that, this is all very dangerous now, not dangerous like you're going to die, but dangerous yeah. like, Google knows it's so smart. It's much smarter than you can even imagine. It can read, it can see pictures. <laughs> and trying to do that is called black hat SEO or search strategies or whatever. And it will actually get you 
kind of banned. I don't know if that's mm. the word that they would use, but they're definitely going to push you down because they, you'll they, get penalized. They yeah, will, you'll get yeah. penalized. Yeah, totally. So don't try to outsmart the system and, and try to understand whatever algorithm you're thinking of, like, you know, Etsy, Pinterest, Google, by doing things that maybe will trick it into thinking because it's much smarter than Even you when you're talking about that, it makes me think of um, when people would just put a list of words down the bottom of each page, you know, just a massive yes. list of horrible words. But <laughs> yeah. even um, a more, well, people think they're being more genuine by putting those lists of words into their paragraphs. So they sort of spam their own paragraphs with all these words. Google knows. It knows that it's not an authentic, yeah. authentically worded paragraph. So you just have to be more authentic basically. And, but you need to know what those keywords are mm. first that you should be using and then like weave them in, in, a, in an authentic way. Yeah. And another thing here that you might come across accidentally mm. is copying. So if you are copying text from page to page, like the exact same text, that will get you penalised by Google as well because they see it as dodgy behaviour. So if you have like, you know, your products on three different websites, make sure you change it a bit. <laughs> make sure you don't just copy and paste the same description and titles mm. in all those places because you could get downranked. And I, gu I guarantee you it's probably 99.8% your own website will get penalised before Ed your Etsy page would get Penalized, and uh, if you're trying to drive traffic to your own website, that's going to cause you issues. So make sure you don't, when you have products in multiple locations, change up the title, change up at least the first few lines of the description uh, so it's not exactly the same everywhere uh, to, to try to um, make sure you don't get in trouble with that whole copying issue. Mm. And along with that too, like you can copy your, I mean, that's exactly what you were saying, copying your own stuff, but not just on pro, uh, product descriptions. If you're, um, you know, trying to become an expert in your area of whatever you're making and maybe you write a guest mm. blog post for somebody and then you post that to your website also, that counts as duplicate content. So either you need to rewrite it in a different way or you um, need to, if you post it to your site afterwards, you need to then like go into the setting, it's all a bit technical, but you can go in and like point it back with a canon, how do you say it, canological, canon, canon something or other link, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> to tell, that then tells Google that, yes, you know it's duplicate content, but it's mm -hmm. the like you've got to rank the other page and don't penalise me yeah. sort of thing. So if you are planning on doing any guest posts, maybe post to your site first and then get those people to anyway so the people who post it first and have the can canonical what you say? canonical 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 yeah. ca um link this is all very technical sorry guys it's probably too too deep you're scaring them. You're know, scaring just be aware them. i know but just people be aware that if here, you are doing guest stay with us <laughs> <laughs> stay with us stay with us that's the thing it's just yeah. the thing you probably don't need to no, worry about that's it. it okay so um, another thing just to be aware of, because people often gloss over this and sort of forget about it, image search. You need to be aware that your images are getting searched, but they're getting searched based on the title of your image and any alt tags or descriptions you've added to that image. Like Google's not yet smart enough to actually be able to tell what's in the photo. I'm sure it will happen. Uh, oh, I think they are just. I think they really are smart enough. Yeah, mm. I really do think they are it's very kind of like in the near future, but you know, when I say that it's pretty much already happening. They know what a cat is well, and what a dog is on a picture. And I'm pretty sure that I've read something that you need to be really careful with your title and alt tags and they have to match what's in yeah, the photo because know. Google knows what's in the photo. So if you like fake it, they're like, 
no, I was just about to swear. Mm. No, that's wrong. <laughs> so they're actually down, like, penalised me again. Not so you need to be podcast. honest about what's in the photo. I know. Sorry. Well, I was going to say Google says no, fuck it. <laughs> That's wrong, but I thought that was a bit too okay. strong for my sentence. I wasn't that passionate well, about Well, that's it, very so. interesting. I have to do some research on that, but I think it's still worthwhile mm. um, making sure that when you upload a photo from your phone or your uh, desktop to your website, don't just leave it called image 36925987. 100%. That totally still counts, yeah. You need to rename yeah. it to, uh, you know, keywords. And, we're again, we'll talk mm-hmm. about that in a future episode, but make sure that you're using words that describe what's in the picture and maybe the name of your business so that it will show up in image search results. Also, those images yeah. are mm-hmm. being read by whatever those softwares are called when you can't actually see and you're browsing the internet. And so if you're trying to mm. keyword stuff an image, you're pretty much saying to anyone that's blind, hey, I don't really care about you. I just want to rank on Google instead of like nicely describing what the image actually is. Like this is what originally the out like all the meta info on your images is for is so that people who can't see it you know they read the stuff and so they'll read the image is and then whatever you put in a description so you don't want it to be cat dog collar accessories <laughs> you know no that's not nice so yeah. think like a human is pretty much my uh, biggest tip always for seo it's like mm-hmm. would a human reply like respond to that and understand what that is if not then you're trying to outsmart the system and that's not gonna that's not mm-hmm. gonna pay off yeah, you need to write as if you're writing to a real person rather than trying to write for the algorithm. And even Google themselves tell you this. They're like, you need to make sure that what you're writing makes sense to a human being. It's not just a string of words. So the most important thing here, so we've talked about a bit about the algorithm of the program and we'll talk more about them in the next episode. Let's talk for a minute about understanding who your customer is and what they're going to type in because this is a huge problem for a lot of people who seem to like to name their products fancy, fluffy names. I call it fluffy language. Like, this is the M, uh, the um, Juliet necklace or whatever as your title. That means nothing. Nobody is ever going to be searching for that unless they're look, looking for, like, the Romeo and Juliet. Like, that might be the one reason why they might put in Juliet necklace, right? But a normal person <laughs> is not going to type that into a search engine to find your necklace. You need to describe it in your title and your description and your tag. You need to use descriptive language. All you, all you really need to do here, and I, I mean, this to me is the simplest thing. Just imagine you are someone else and you want to find the thing that you make. What Literally, what words would you type into Google to find that thing? That is what you need to be using. It's, just, it's really that simple. And we'll go through this in quite a lot of depth in our Patreon-only episode, which is coming up in two episodes' time. So we're on 69 at the moment, so 71. Um, we're going to go into keywords and how to figure out exactly what yours should be and long-tail keywords and what that is and all that kind of stuff. So make sure that you tune into that one to get all that info. And if you're not yet a patron of ours, make sure you upgrade or become one so you can access that episode. Yeah, definitely. Hey there, Maker. Are you loving the business of making podcasts? We're loving bringing it to you, but we really need your support to continue producing the show. You can support us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. Depending on your level of support, you can get perks like behind the scenes and extra special content, including video, a link to your shop on our website, and even a shout out on the podcast. 
Every month, we also release a special secret podcast episode available only to our Platinum patrons. Just head over to thebusinessofmaking.com forward slash support. So yeah, get away from fluffy language. There's there's no reason you can't still name your stuff something fanciful, but put it like either at the end or put it somewhere in, down in the description. Like it should not be at the beginning of your title, especially. Yeah, it shouldn't be in a in a very valuable piece of real estate no. on your product page, product listing, website, wherever you are. It can be there. That's fine, but just don't lose pretty much character space mm. for the Juliet necklace, which is a great name, by the way. I do like it. <laughs> very I also, elegant. I also love how you say it. Juliet. Oh, Juliet, yeah, it's yes, such a French, French name. Yeah. Such a French name, yeah. Okay, so we um, we want to take you on a step-by-step process to think through. But before we do that, do any do you, either of you have more points you'd like to add to that? Um, I had a really simple example to try and simplify what SEO was before. I don't know if now it's too late to put it in, but I'm no. going to try. It was to say, like, pretty much every time you're using a platform, they have a bunch of data exactly. Think about, like, a library. There's a Pinterest library a Google library, uh, Etsy library, and, and they have all these books and your job to optimize, to, like when, when we're saying you need to optimize your shop, your Pinterest account, your website, whatever, it's just making sure that you've got that barcode or whatever sort of reference system on your book, what is it called? Book edge, book cover, whatever. Spine. Spine, that's the word I wanted. <laughs> edge. <laughs> the book edge. Um, the edge of the book. So that they can actually find you and know that you're there and why you're relevant. Like, are you relevant because silver or because blue or because ring or because pottery? So it's really, it's really making sure that you can be found on that platform. And so, to me, that's really what SEO is. It's like make sure that your book can be found in this library and what an algorithm is is just a way of categorizing that content and putting it out when someone wants a, re- a reference. I think there was something we found before that was like a really great quote that was like, uh, search engines are answer machines. So it's a bit mm-hmm. like you going to a library and going, hey, I want uh, this thing. And so the search engine goes, oh, okay, yeah, I've got that AL3 <laughs> book cover, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, it's a really simple way of thinking about like, this is all you're trying to do. Like, don't try to overcomplicate it mm. because then it becomes simple. It's like clearly describe what your product is. Don't try to make fluff like Jess was saying and keep your customer in mind because at the end of the day, Pinterest, Google, Etsy, all of them, what they want is to help the end user and that's not you. That's the person that wants to buy from you or that wants to read your blog post. So that's like, you know, a step after you, I guess. And they only focus on that and getting the best content, the best product in front of that person. So you need to think with that person in mind rather than with your business in mind. I know it sounds a bit counterintuitive, but that's actually how you get to improving your own business. Yeah, that's great. Thank you, Deb. Um, So we've got a little bit of a steps to get started. Now, this is adapted from um, a page on Moz. And they call it like a hierarchy of search. I've just kind of dumbed, dumbed it down a bit, simplified it a bit, <laughs> put it into a bit more everyday language rather than all the acronyms and stuff they were using. But thank you to them. Um, if you want to learn more, we've got some links in our show notes that link to, uh, they have a really good beginner's guide to SEO. And there's also going to be a link to the Google um, Google intro to SEO uh, page, which is really great if you've never read about that. Uh, or visited that before. Okay, so let's let's go through this. Um, Deb, you can start with number one. Number Yay, one. Number one, your site, shop, whatever it is, must be able to be read by Google. 
So it needs a barcode, people. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be yes, indexable, searchable, indexable. all of those. Oh, words. and I want to make a quick little uh, side note here. When you first, because I had someone ask me the other day and I was like, don't worry about that. When you first open and then you're like, okay, my site's probably going to change in the, you know, I want to add more collections. I want to add more thing. Um, is Google keeping track of that? And the answer is yes, they do check on your site pretty often to sort of re-index it and make sure that you still have your barcode and as the barcode change and all of that. And also you can ask in Google's, in Google's case, you can ask, you can force it. You can say, hey, Google, I've made some massive changes. I've had a midlife crisis. I'm not even selling the same thing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and you can be like, can you please uh, pretty much re-register my site or like look at it again because I've made some change that I think you're going to like, Google. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they check it like I think it's every thirty days. They yeah, pretty much like index the entire internet again or crawl the entire internet. Mm. Which is why when we say when you make SEO changes anywhere, don't freak out if they don't make any effect for a couple of weeks because it takes time for the programs to search it and re-index you and re-rank you. So you've got to give it time to work. Mm. Yeah, um, yep, it's got to kick yeah. in. So number two is you must create compelling content that answers the searcher's query. So keep everything on your platform slash slide, site, slash, wherever, whatever <laughs> you're, you're writing on or selling on needs to be relevant to what you're actually selling. So that's when I'm pretty sure we've done an episode previously, yes, about blog blogging and blogging for your business and what you should do if you are blogging for your business and keeping it relevant is a massive key to SEO success because you don't want to have, again, if you're selling dog collars mainly to 18-year-old females, I don't know why that's a weird demographic, but anyway, you don't want an article about NRL aimed at 45-year-old males. Like It doesn't make sense and Google's going to go, that's weird and it's not relevant and it's not compelling and people are not going to want to read it. Your, your audience is not going to want to read it. Yeah. So make sure it's relevant and compelling and interesting and engaging. And then number three, you then optimise this content using keywords. So this is where understanding the right keywords that your potential customers are going to be looking for matters. And that's why we're doing an entire episode on it in the Patreon only episode on what is it? What is a keyword? How do you find keywords? Uh, where can you go to check if your keywords are applicable or not? Uh, and also I think it's important to say here, it's important to do the research, but don't get so obsessed with it that you spend yeah your life worrying about whether your keywords are perfect or not. As long yeah. as they're good enough, then you'll probably be doing okay. Yeah, like SEO can consume your life and it will <laughs> if you let it. Like it really will and you don't need to. And it doesn't need no, to. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't need to at all. Like I said, I, you know, pretty much all of my traffic for my jewelry businesses come through SEO. I honestly have not done work on that for a very long time now. So most of it's still the same title tags and descriptions I had like five, eight years ago and it's still working. Um, yeah, if it's still working, it's still working. It's working because when you initially set a product listing up or mm. a blog or whatever, a page, you're naturally thinking about a title that describes clearly exactly. what this thing is. And that's what SEO is. You don't need to try. That's, again, like tricking the system and outsmarting mm. it. Like if it's like, you know, like a human description. And so that's why it's working for you because you naturally have done that for years. Yeah, so that's something to consider as well. Um, 
is yeah, just keep it human. Isn't isn't? Oh no, Google used to be "Don't be evil." That was their slogan, which is not their slogan anymore, by the way. So you know, maybe get worried about that. <laughs> uh, who are we up to, Deb? Deb, number four. So um, number four. Sorry if my sound is a bit poopy. The rains have started pouring down here, so you might be able to hear that. I don't know. Um, make sure your site loads quickly is number four and gives a good user experience. And I so think important. here, so, so important, you guys. That's a great, actually, example to, to re-explain sort of what I was saying in terms of like at the end, Google, Etsy, whoever, they want the end user to find something that's really good for them. They want them to give them the information they're looking for when they're typing something. And it's not that Google cares really if your site is slow, like they don't care. But the people who are getting onto your page, I think it's what, like three seconds? You have like two, a second or two? Like, I don't yeah. know, maybe, mm -hmm. I reckon now it's probably like half a split second. Yeah. It's not automatically <laughs> yeah. loaded. Go somewhere else. Yeah, totally. Yeah, pretty much. And I mean, I'm guilty of that too. Like, yeah. you know, and I remember having to sit in front of the page and for it to load like line by line. And this was totally fine back in the 90s. But now it's like, if it's not straight or open, you're like, this site is broken. I'm just going to go somewhere else mm -hmm. and like scroll past mm -hmm. it or whatever. And so that's why it's important it loads quickly because if people don't stay on your site, then Google is going to stop sh sharing that site with them because they're like, well, it's not functioning. People are not interested mm -hmm. in that content. Yeah. One thing I see a lot of people do that I really just, um, I, uh, dissuade you from doing is having an image carousel at the top of your main website because unless you've optimized your images really, really well, that can really slow down the loading of your website and turn mm. people off. So very much. Yeah, that's a really good that. point because I love the carousels, but that's... Oh, they look great when they, they load. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. Like a lot of people who are have their own businesses are not web designers. So yeah. if you're not a web designer and you're just uploading images from your, uh, you know, computer at the size that you took the photo, that's like, well, it's going to kill, kill your page speed completely murder yeah, yeah. and i want to say with a disclaimer because i on some pages I have some sort of carousel it's not really but i do have like a gallery I use them all the time but so disclaimer images, I'm like, it's like yeah. do what i say yeah. not what i do but i have <laughs> yeah. optimized my site in the way that is boring tricks then here but um i feel like sometimes when you put a gallery and that's totally applied to me um it's because you can't pick the picture that you want most and so yeah. you become it's just the easy way out right it's like well i like this one and this one and this one i'm just going to put the three on rotation so that way i don't have to pick that's only what i did uh, don't do that don't do what i did just pick the best picture and forget just about the, the other one picture. yeah yeah Definitely. Yeah. Totally. Um, um, there is a tool that you can use to check your site speed too, but I can't think of what it's called. But Pingdom? We'll put it in the is show it Pingdom? Notes. Pingdom? Pingdom? Yeah, 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 yeah. And yep. I think SEM Rush or something like that. Yes. Mm. So you just put your pay, either your main website or your pages in and it will check it and then it will tell you, no, this is too slow. Yeah, it's kind of terrifying. All these when things. You do this. Yeah, it is terrifying. Yeah, it can be terrifying, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, who's, who's next? I don't, I've lost track of who. Oh, um, number okay. five. Me, consider how shareworthy your content is. This will gain link backs, which are really helpful and important, citations and amplification, which will boost your search ranking. So a link back is basically when other people have shared your content and if they have a good Google page ranking and they've linked to your website, that adds like Google juice to you. So that's really cool to have on your. So if you get quoted on the New York Times, Google is going to be like, oh, wow, that's really, really good. That product <laughs> must be amazing. But, 
but a caveat to this, it has to be relevant. So like if you, again, my, my demographic example is really terrible, but if you're the 18 year old female dog collar <laughs> target market and you have a website all related to that, and then you've got the dudes NRL site linking back to you, that doesn't count That's not, not good juice. It doesn't matter at all because it's like, it's not relevant. So it doesn't count as much as if you had like the million pause walk linking back to you. That makes much more sense. And mm that better awesome so you can't just pay for people to link back to you it doesn't work it's again yeah, like trying to game the system it doesn't work that's black hat seo that's as black well. hat for so sure yeah. you don't want to be paying for backlinks uh number six and final one is make sure your page title your page description and your url are designed to drive a high click-through rate now this is kind of where most people start <laughs> is this bit here with the title the page description and the keyword but all those other points are really, really important. So do not skip over them. Uh, now, just briefly, um, if you have your own website, so your page description would be the body of your text in a blog post or on a page. You can, um, this will be inside what's called the meta tags. If you've ever heard people talk about the meta tags, that's this information. Uh, it's, well, you can alter this so it's like a, um, What's it, what's it called? Like the, not the snippet, the... Um, Alt text, is that what it is? Oh, no. Um, you know, the, sh the short bit of text that snippet? describes... Yeah, I, I keep saying snippet. It's not exactly right. But, but isn't that meta description? Isn't that yeah, that's, that's, that's what, what I'm it. saying. Yeah, yeah, so the meta description is usually a shorter thing. It's not like your entire mm. blog post. Um, it'll be the first few lines of your blog post if you don't change it. So make sure that's why that first few lines is really important um, to your search ranking. Uh, your URL... So that's, if you're not familiar with that, you know, in the, in the bar at the top of your browser, that something.com slash something, 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 that's a URL. These days, most websites do this, but make sure it's text-based and it uses keywords. Like it uses, the, basically your title should be your URL or a, a shortened version of it because that makes it more relevant and clickable as well rather than just a string of numbers. Um, so yeah, your page title, your page description and your URL need to be designed uh, and this is, you know, have the right keywords to drive a high click-through rate. And they also need to be human. Like people are going to see it. They're going to hover over it. Does it make sense to them? Does it interest them? Does it answer their question? Yes, people will click on it. And that's yeah. how you get higher rankings in mm. any search, any search engine out there people clicking and watching or listening or reading. Unless your content. site loads slowly and someone yeah. clicks but then leave your page too quickly. <laughs> yes. And then all your content isn't relevant and then they leave and then Google will be like, oh, well, what did they click and left so quickly? Yeah. And same with Etsy, same with anything. If, you know, because you don't want to do clickbait as well and then your content behind it is kind of crappy and so people don't stay. So it's all important. Hence the importance of point one to five before six. Yeah, so that those we'll put those six... Uh, steps on our website head on over to the business and and look for um episode 69 and that is this episode so you can go read our show notes there and you know if you're on the emails with us the emails are you on the internets with us <laughs> totally that was such a cute sentence are you on the emails <laughs> i don't think we've named our email with anything maybe just the ma oh my god maven mail that's what it should be maven mail <laughs> come and get that whatever um you can you know we email you out every week and we give you a link to these things so head on over to the businessofmaking.com 
And on our main page, you can sign right up or just head to our um, freebies page. We have a lot of downloadables that you not, not be, might not be aware of. And that's the businessofmaking.com forward slash get freebies. And you can sign up and get access to all the freebies we've created for our listeners over the last year and a bit that we have been doing the show. So, um, oh, a little bit of news because I totally forgot to say at the beginning. If you have participated in the State of Handmade Survey, it's happening. We are analysing the data as we speak. Um, well, actually, a lie because we're recording two days before the, <laughs> the survey closes. But as you're listening to this, we are analysing the data and April is going to be the month where we share all the goodies with you. And we can't wait. We've gotten so many amazing people responding, so much interesting data um, that we cannot wait to explore with you. Um, some surprising things. Yes. Some not so surprising things. Just like reinforcing things we thought we knew but we weren't sure about. Uh, but there were things that we were like, oh, didn't expect that. So, yeah, it's been really, really interesting and we cannot wait to bring that to you uh, in April. It's going to be awesome. Which will be great. We're excited. Yeah. yeah, so we're going to do, we'll publish a report, but we're also going to do obviously a couple of episodes analysing the results and no doubt into the future we'll do that as well because we ideally we want to make this an annual thing um, so that we can kind of track how the industry is going. So, yeah, we will bring that to you soon. And if you want to hear about the differences between Pinterest, Etsy, and Google SEO, don't miss our next episode where we're going to be diving into that. And if you want to learn all about keywords, that is our Patreon-only episode for this month. So head on over to um, patreon.com forward slash T-B-O-M, the business we're making, and you can sign up to be a platinum patron for just $5 a month, and you get access to that exclusive episode every month where we go quite in-depth on a topic. And we also give you like behind the scenes silly videos and a whole bunch of other perks for being a supporter and just a warm, fuzzy feeling knowing that without you, we couldn't do this. So thank you to all of our patrons. Yes. Thank you guys. Our co-producers. We love you. We do. And uh, I will wrap things up for this week. Thank you. Lovely ladies for joining me. And thank you all the listeners for being here. We'll be back again in a fortnight's time. That's two weeks time with another episode of the show. And bye for now. Bye. Bye.